Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 172 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig, fellow co-host. <laughs> my name is also Craig. I never know how to follow up yours. They're so, like, they always catch me off guard every single time. I'm also sorry. fellow Maybe, co-host. Uh, Maybe that's... Fellow what... co-host number two. Exactly. <laughs> There we go. Uh, I guess we could consider the third co-host of this podcast the news. That's probably, fair. Yeah, there probably always. It's been here since day one, so. Yeah, never. it's never not here other than, like, the special episodes. <laughs> there you go. So, let's get into it. Uh, my first one's going to be the Madden 24 launch is a mess. Uh, <laughs> EA and uh, Madden, you know, the creators of Madden themselves have kind of come out and said this is a make-or-break game for them. Mm-hmm. If it does not perform well if like it could just destroy the entire franchise uh it doesn't help that the servers are a mess and people cannot Mm. play online together uh people were losing their save files uh ultimate team runs like crap Hmm. and i'll talk about a little bit more about that in a minute uh but in a year where madden stressed us so much gave us all these developer updates and all of these trailers saying look at all we changed and when your game launches it doesn't work and we all know first impressions are everything. Uh, oh, yeah. I will admit, I haven't had a lot of issues, but I play Madden by myself. Um, I'm not usually playing with other people. I'm usually just playing franchise is what is my kitten caboodle there. So, you know, if, you know, did any of you guys play Madden? Do you guys have any yep. thoughts about Madden? Are you guys? I did not. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have it in my list of things played this week. Um, like, I don't think I played anything online, though. So like yeah, I didn't okay. see any of those issues yet. I've been sticking mainly to um, franchise and then whatever the like create a superstar mode is. Superstar, yeah, yep. yeah. It, if there's one thing we're all fickle about as gamers, it is a launch, mm-hmm. and yeah. it needs to work at launch at least somewhat. You're <laughs> not just, wrong. Like, come on. It is making me a little nervous for college football next year. Mm. Yeah, we have to see. But that game's at least been in a development for a couple of years, so we have to hope yep. that um, maybe the changes coming in NCAA will then come in Madden. Because now I that hope that, so. Like maybe, and maybe that's what they're doing, but I'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Next up for me is Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle is reviewing well and also is number one in the box office right now. Yeah. Uh, Blue Beetle is being praised for its originality when it comes to being funny and really self-contained in the superhero dc universe and it's just good to hear considering everybody continuously tells us about how superhero fatigue is setting in it's just nice to see that um blue beetle seems to be standing out among a very crowded superhero you know movie realm here and i plan on seeing it eventually but did did any of you guys see it yet or no I didn't yet. Um, I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score and I was like, oh, man, but it still wasn't enough to make me go. I was going to ask, did the have the reviews made you want to go at all or anything like that? A little bit more than it did, because at first I was like, I'm definitely going to wait. I'll watch it when it's streaming on HBO or or Max or whatever. But once I saw the reviews, I was like, oh, maybe I should consider supporting it in theaters but i just i had a busy weekend so i didn't get a chance to yeah i I think most of us if you know where we are we've (laughs) all had a busy busy weekend (laughs) it was a busy weekend nobody wants to go outside but yeah no way next up is going to be modern warfare 3 trailer came out uh uh, and 
they've come out with a bunch of stuff as well. Like we're getting remastered yeah. Modern Warfare 2 maps. Map picking is coming back, which is Let's a, go. a savior for Call Thank of Duty you. for me. 16 um, maps yeah. from Modern Warfare 2. Yes, Outbreak, which is supposed to be yeah. there. Outbreak is supposed to be this really cool mix of like zombies, but with multiple squads and so, open world. Yeah, and open world. Like I love this concept. Like people mm-hmm. are. I feel like before all this information came out, people were calling Modern Warfare Three just a sixty dollars expensive DLC for yep. Modern Warfare mm-hmm. Two. But with it's not what's Overwatch. coming out, yeah. yeah, with what's coming out, I am very <laughs> excited. Like I, I've been excited for the story. Uh, Makarov is such a fun villain. I he said so the thing, it, Barry. He did say the thing. He said so the thing. He said I, the thing. I am really interested to see if that comes back in some way. I think it has to be different. Right. But, did um, you by uh, chance like I know in that like short teaser and he says no Russian right and mm-hmm. then it cut to like somebody like in a plane yeah and I was like yeah, ooh yeah. are we are we gonna get like a no Russian on a plane yeah that's like, what it that looked would, like that would be wild look like a hijacker kind of yeah. kind well, of scenario of a, happening with no Russian yeah mm-hmm. like in the bonus mission in Modern Warfare right. I think one or two like where two. you're doing that yep. um really crazy uh and fast-paced high plane hijack mm-hmm. there so overall and it it also helps tremendously that like your dlc is going to carry over uh, uh yeah. and everything like that I, th- I i think this is all wins for call of duty uh i can't tell you like i'm excited for modern warfare 3 everything they're yeah. trying to do with it i am glad my stuff carries over because yeah. i've you know i've spent money on the guns and skins and things like that because I, I played a lot of Call of Duty this year, and I I think I'm going to continue playing Call of Duty. Right. Uh, it is it is well worth it. Good for good for Infinity Ward. I feel like this is all like a step in a great direction for for them. So I'm, no need I'm, to I'm worry, everybody. Your Nicki Minaj skins will carry over to Modern yes. Warfare. Yes, <laughs> thank you. That's a deal breaker for me. I know that. And your <laughs> Homelander yeah. skins will all. And your Homelander. Yeah. <laughs> we'll all go over there as well. Do you guys remember when you did like how you were feeling the first time you did the no Russian mission? Because like that's what when I saw that it sparked it up again. And I, like I don't know what was what was that like two thousand nine? I don't know. Time if, ago, yeah. I don't know if we were ready for that. I'm interested in something that you said, Barry. Like where what does twenty twenty three's no Russian look like? Like how do we? Because it got a lot of flack back in the day when it happened. Anyway, and I know as we were playing it. We were like, am I supposed to be playing this? Like, <laughs> there was the there was the option to skip it too. That yep. was later. Yeah. That was later added. Later added. To it. Yeah, so when I, you started the campaign, it asked you. Yeah, so I feel like in yeah, this particular right. case, like, the, like the problem with a lot of this is like doing no Russian today. You run to a lot of issues with gun reform that we've had so much over yep. these last ten years. Uh, you have now a lot of kids playing rated M games that shouldn't have been playing right that shouldn't be playing rated m games in general yeah to be honest sure. nowadays where it was a lot stricter back then or at least i would say i, I don't want to say stricter parents are more aware parents are kind of like oh whatever gets them to not bother me i'll get i'll get them the the game that you know their friends that's how it was play. for me growing up yeah like oh i'll buy you whatever you know because you're just going to be in your room anyway my parents yeah, were more strict okay my my parents started off strict um, but then they kind of loosened up a little bit as I got older. Um, right. The other thing is that we're not in we're not in a time frame that is the same as when that came out. Like, you know, we were yeah. still even at that time, you know, with the increased airport security, um, a different 
version of like where we were as like a nation too. I don't know. It kind of hit home a little bit more than it does now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm interested to see how it looks. Um, I feel like as, as bad as it sounds, I think the closest thing they could do to make that kind of impact today, like it did back then is if it was in like a school, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. as bad as that is. Cause like the airport thing was a big thing at the time. And I just remember playing that and just feeling like you almost feel gross. You do. You definitely, you most definitely (laughs) do. You feel some type of way. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, the only, the only other mission I really, really want to play again is the, uh, I don't know. I don't remember the name of the mission, but it's the one where you had to snipe him. And wasn't there like a Ferris wheel? Like I I distinctly remember. Yep. I know which one you're talking about. It's the one where you play as price and it's a, yeah. You got to account for the wind and all that. That was so cool. That was such a Not really account for the wind. You you didn't really have to. (laughs) Or the distance. No, it was the the distance. distance. I'm sorry. It was was the distance. distance. My fault. He mentions the Coriolis effect and that's what everybody was like. Oh, I can, or Coriolis effect, everything. That's everybody (laughs) adds that into the world. Actually. Yeah. (laughs) But other than that. Just uh, just super excited for it. And then lastly, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeff Keighley is also announced when this podcast comes out, Gamescom will be going yes. on. So uh, just keep an eye out for new game news as well. I am excited. Yes, yes. If, if you guys have like, if there's an announcement you think that'll be on there, uh, what do you guys think of it? You got, I will say 99.999% that we're going to get that ps5 slim since the pictures are already out there yeah so that would be my guess um i don't know what else i'm gonna say i i don't know there's nothing really better than that 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 theory to be honest Mm -hmm. with you um man well do you guys think we're gonna get more um like more trailers for Spider-Man or more trailers for the upcoming games this this year. I, I hope <laughs> more not that. Spider-Man. I'm not going to watch it to be honest. Maybe, yeah. Maybe a little bit more hype with Mirage because they're trying to, to damper the fact that everybody's mad at the transaction announcement as well, or that there mm-hmm. will be like transactions. I don't know if, if I was, I would be putting a little bit more hype into Mirage. I mean, I'm going to buy it as a consumer, but I, I just mean, you know, in general, <laughs> If I'm thinking about like games that have delayed, maybe we get something for Lollipop Chainsaw or that's Prince right, of, or Prince of Persia, Skull um, and Bones. No, not Skull announcement. <laughs> maybe we hear something about the How to Kill the Justice League game after yeah. it's been delayed. Oh, yes. that might be something that they we want all to forgot let about that game. Yeah. Biggest delay of the year, right? I was, yeah. I was crying. Do you think that we see some sort of trailer for college football? Or is it too early? No, that comes out next year, doesn't it? It comes out next mm-hmm. July. This would be the That's perfect before, time. Yeah. Yeah. I just you don't think- know. Like NCAA is such like an American thing and Gamescom right. takes place in Europe. Right. So I don't know how. It's but when spent. else? When else would they put a trailer out for that? That's a good question. A PlayStation yeah. uh, during a PlayStation Direct or an Xbox yeah. conference. I think like. If it was me and what I would like to see from a trailer for college football, all I want them to do is you don't even have to show me gameplay if it's not ready. Show me some some of the major college stadiums. Yeah, stadium shots. Yeah, and and, and prove to me that you have got like what it feels like to be in um, for I mean, for us, like what it feels like to be in Beaver Stadium. What does it feel like to be in, in Michigan's, you know, uh, stadium like all those like 
give me those and, and show that you've put in the work to make those look accurate. And then I think yeah. that would sell a ton of people. You know, yeah, I'm just buying it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Regardless. I don't care. Well, I don't like a care. ton of other I people. If, I don't care if it's bad and bad. I'll just, yeah. I, I'll buy it. Yeah. It's just buy. same, same. <laughs> Not going to lie. But that's all I have for news. What about you guys? Um, a couple things here. Uh, Alan Wake two got delayed 10 days because of all the other games coming out at the same time. I thought that was kind of funny that they admitted that. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we're going to move it because there's a million other games coming out that same date and we don't want to compete with them. So, Thank you, Alan Wake, for not overloading us with like what three or four games that day. Now I think three would have. Yeah, been. yeah, yeah. Um, so I appreciate that for sure. Um, the other two are kind of interesting stories that I've been keeping track of this week. The first one I want to is the Starfield start screen issue. If you've seen that, I have. <laughs> wait, wait, yes. no, I, I haven't. I just know okay. about their pre their preload times or whatever. Right. Or- so copies of Starfield are out in the wild advanced review copies are out there. Some people have them. Um, what I was looking at was there is another developer. I'm not going to put any names out there. I'm just going to say there is a developer who put a screenshot up of the title screen. And if you look at the screenshot, it's literally just like black screen and it says Starfield. Um, and he was he put a, a tweet or an X up since we always say tweet. Um, mm-hmm. Saying that basically this title screen shows either one of two things. One, this is a team that deeply cares but was rushed, so they threw this title screen up. Or two, shows a team that doesn't care about their game. All because he thinks that their title screen was boring. Um, now, which I think is a little ridiculous, and I did yeah. notice that one of the people from Starfield came out and said that, like, no, we've had this title screen for years, and we just really like it. Um, it just felt so weird, like, that's what you're picking on. Um, just because you think it's too plain? Like, yeah. I don't care what the title screen looks like. Yeah. If I'd anything, be interested it's... to see how plain it looks that you have to complain about it. I, guess. I mean, ah, yeah, we could. Uh, hey, hey, let me see. Let's here. go. Right. I mean, I had it. You're rubbing I had it on saved. me. I hate it. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> um, now, I can put it up to the camera here. And if you're watching on like YouTube, you can check that out if you want. Um, I will try and find it here. But do you guys care about the title screen? No, I, I, I no. <laughs> I'm going to say two things. Number one, I think it's flattering that of all the stuff we saw about Starfield, that they actually maybe have a minimalist right. portion of the game, which is the title screen, which is the screen. This is going to my second point that I'm going to mash the A button to get past anyway, because I don't care. Like, who, the he- who the heck cares? Plus, I think once you start the game, it's just going to automatically load in anyway. You're not going to see it anymore. Probably. Yeah. Um, I'll hold it up to the camera. We'll see how well this plays for everybody. But um. That's oh, the title screen. No. Now, now is it like um, I was about In to say? It, <laughs> I, I get that the title screen looks kind of plain, but is it at right. least like maybe like uh, is it a time lapse thing? I, I'm not sure. So? It kind of reminds me of like a kind of cool. It reminds me of like a Halo title screen. Yeah, you know Which what I mean. Is impactful, especially right. with the with the the classic you know song behind it. It's that right. galaxy far far away thing. Am I going to make fun of Star Wars for putting text up with a picture of just open space? I mean, that's now I'm, now I'm just getting ridiculous, but right. yeah. it's a grandiose repo- uh, like point I'm trying or like a, a similarity I'm trying to make or whatever. But who cares? Yeah, exactly. Okay. If that's the see- ending, then yell if that's right. the ending. Right. 
Like you're going to see it probably one time when you start the game, then you're never going to see it again when it auto loads in when you start up the game or in most people's cases on Xbox and PS5, it's automatically going to be you don't even turn the game off. You just leave it on um, and it just re, you know, it suspends itself and pops right back in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't I could care less. Um, the other thing that I have, this is my last one. This is another controversy. And Barry, I'm hoping, you know, a little bit about this so I don't get all the information wrong. But uh, I want to talk about the Linus Tech Tips controversy going on. Yes, I have heard a little <laughs> bit about this stuff. Yes, this is wild. Um, I don't watch a lot of Linus Tech Tips I, here and there. I kind of jump in and know um, from what I could tell there was I'm forgetting what it was they had. Was it a a motherboard CPU cooler CPU cooler that was a prototype that was given to them to test. Um, and they were told a specific way to hook it up and they didn't first of all, and then said that it wasn't good. Um, which, you know, they, and then on top of that, they were supposed to give the prototype back and they auctioned it off mm-hmm. for money. Um, it was a charity is, event, charity event, but, but charity still event. no, no, it, yeah, was, right. it wasn't, right. it wasn't theirs to sell. Um, and yeah. then on top of that, uh, after all this coming out and it's come to light, um, one, you had a apology video that was not sincere at all. Um, and we, and we've heard some out from that. We've heard some, uh, pretty bad working conditions as well in the Linus tech tips space. Um, do you guys watch a lot of Linus? Used to oh, sometimes w- when yeah. I was trying to get a little bit more into tech. So like 2018 right. and 19 more now, right. occasionally. Yeah, I kind of like pop in and out if like one will catch my eye and I'd be like, oh, let me check this one out. Um, but the thing I'm seeing is like he is like his apology was for me, in my opinion, was not great. Seemed super fake. Seemed like he was like, well, I should probably make one. Um, and also, like, if they specifically told you to give this back because it's a prototype and you just auction it off. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why you would think to do that. Um, I think it was the only one too, wasn't it? That the company had. Yeah. Oh well, my God, really? So, so there's mm-hmm. a lot going on with this just in general. Right. Like now there's sexual allegations coming out that the, mm-hmm. you know, female coworkers are being harassed. Um, yep. What a lot of this has to do with is apparently Linus uh, put money into the company that gave him the CPU block. Like he he's, he's a promoter of this company mm-hmm. and then said it sucked. And then right. didn't give back the and then didn't give back the CPU cooler it, from from what I understand about it. A lot of it has to do with as well. Um, since since that video came out, there are other gaming tip channel things that do a lot of what Linus does. But um, a lot of allegations and fights were going on between the channels <laughs> because yep. Gamer Nexus and Linus Tech Tips were both saying, no, their stuff's wrong, your stuff's wrong, ga- ga- game is, uh, Gamer Nexus is unreliable when it's um, Linus Tech Tips that's unreliable. So, so it is a big mess, and there is, you know, they've since then slowed down production to try and get things right. But, uh, you know, a lot of their apologies are more like, oh, we've been uploading daily for almost, like, three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, of course there was going to be, you know, um, misinformation around, <laughs> right. around the products we were testing, which makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. so w- with, with Linus tech tips, like they're, they're, 
they're going through a lot right now, but also they've hired at least an investigator to look at those sexual uh, sexual harassment claims that the a previous co-worker put through. But uh, again, just a weird underside of YouTube where it's like Linus Tech Tips has been around for years. I yep. think people have grown up with Linus Tech Tips in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something where um, like a lot of the community is like, wow, like I didn't realize this kind of stuff was happening tech channel place but again i grew out of linus tech tips i definitely watched them a, a lot you know when i was younger but mm-hmm. not really anymore if it's something i'm interested in i might watch it or to see a review of a soundbar or something like that but right other than that linus tech tips stuff like i i i i i'm gonna say it i know just as much as they do about their crap i can figure yeah. it out myself like at this point <laughs> yeah so. yeah the I, only thing that i've like jumped into recently was I went down a rabbit hole of trying to find like uh, make your own arcade cabinet at home type deal. And like yeah. they have a ton of videos about like different types of like pre-built Raspberry Pis that you can buy and they've tested them all out. Like those were helpful. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, I really haven't watched anything in years. Yeah, I haven't really indulged enough either. I like like I, I pop in and out like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to the people who are actually surprised that something like this happening just we as we as a consumer of media and having favorites and any type of thing just to be just need to be ready at this point in 2023 for the oh how the mighty have fallen moment <laughs> with yep. whoever we love now i don't know linus tech tech tips from a hole in the wall but like i'm not surprised that the video necessarily was not sincere mm-hmm. i mean i don't know it, it's 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 crazy and it, and then it, the waterfall of everything happening after that is crazy as well i haven't been paying much attention to this story but i think i'm gonna rabbit hole this like you craig <laughs> after, literally after this podcast yeah. after dinner or something there's tons of videos out there on it um tons and like it does seem like a lot of bigger youtube companies have come under fire recently like wasn't mr beast just sued Mm-hmm. yeah for ghost kitchen type stuff though, right. though like <laughs> ghost kitchen stuff is a, right. is a slippery slope like yeah, I, it is that stuff that stuff is very very um all i can say is i ordered a mr beast burger once through doordash and it was awful like it was go. atrocious and yeah. that's why they're getting sued yep there you go <laughs> but yeah that's all i have for news Okay, um, I have just two. If you guys could guess what the most negatively received game on Steam <laughs> is at this current moment. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> uh, does it start with an over and end with watch? <laughs> and it, might it, talk. it might. I almost had to talk it about it. Had to talk about it. I don't know why, but there's just I just want to jab Overwatch because I bought it and well, not bought it, but like I um I, I invested my time and and energy into it over the over the uh, course of a year. But um, how you know when you think about <laughs> when you think about well, I know how, but like I just think it's pretty interesting. So for the for y'all at home that don't necessarily know this, um, Blizzard and they're essentially just trying to do whatever they can to bring overwatch 2 back into the limelight and they're already competing with a wealth of shooters that are getting it right and they are making some decisions that aren't necessarily the best so in one of those decisions was to make make it available on steam (laughs) and i don't know about y'all i can read 10 reviews on amazon about a video game and i will trust the one steam review 
I read on or the, the Steam community in general, because it's just that's where you're going to see like a lot of uh, a lot of interesting uh just, I guess, feedback via the game community themselves and not somebody maybe who is purchasing it consumer-wise on uh, through a third party or something like that. So in essence, it is sitting at a, I think it's 9% <laughs> in, in the overwhelmingly positive or in the positive area, which is uh, at, at this moment, out of all the games that you can uh, acquire through Steam, the worst rated game on Steam <laughs> right now, which is... That's laughably hilarious. hilarious. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts. <laughs> so, and and it's kind of hard for me because, like, I'm not going to lie. My time with Overwatch was always good. I never really had an issue with Overwatch. Um, I feel like, to be honest, a lot of the community is just hating on it because it's fun to hate on Blizzard and everything they've done with Diablo. And, uh, again, what they did not follow through with on Overwatch 2. Like, I completely understand the frustration there. But... The game's been fairly the same for many uh, for many mm -hmm. months, even years now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I just feel like the community's kind of memeing on a game where it's like, uh, I get it, you know. Overwatch Two isn't what anybody wanted. They they decided to cancel the the content that was supposed to come out for it, and then kind of bring it out in a different way. And I get people are salty about that, but Overwatch Two is it's free to play. You don't have to, you don't have to pay for it. And I think that it's, is there really this much hate in a game that to be fair, does play fairly well. I don't think there's a lot of issues with it. At least the last time I played, there weren't a lot of issues with it. Like it doesn't deserve to be necessarily reviewed like this. I personally don't think so. And here's my question, my follow-up question to that. Number one, you're right. I haven't seen really any issues, just the server issues in October because everybody was trying to play it, which is natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you don't think in their camp that they had one person that could have foresaw that maybe there was enough salty people who are, and enough trolls out there that if you were going to add it to, to Steam, that... You don't think there's one person that could have guessed that this was going to this was going to happen to their game? Maybe not worst game, but the right. overwhelmingly negative feedback and meme culture feedback kind of thing. Uh, trolling, sorry, troll troll culture feedback is going to like lash out on them. I don't know. I feel like somebody's got a cousin that is on Steam every day that works <laughs> there. That's like, and maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> maybe not yet. I, <laughs> you know? I don't know. That kind of stuff's hard to really like. Like, here's the thing: they probably did know this, but. My counterpoint to that is everybody complains that there's too many launchers for games on for for, for games on computer. You need the Blizzard yep. launch. You need the you need EA Epic has game one. launcher. You need EA launcher. You need mm. Steam launcher. So why not put Overwatch Two if you're trying to get more players into it on the most popular gaming uh like gaming stuff like what everybody has on their computer, Steam. Mm -hmm. So I I think they may have known, but I don't think they cared. They just wanted got it players to maybe play the game um mm -hmm. again I i'd have to look more into like why maybe all this is happening but i just feel like everybody's kind of memeing on it and it doesn't necessarily probably deserve maybe what's been what's been happening to it and i mean it just doesn't really mean anything either yeah it's yeah no. it's just reviews but if you're yeah. if you're a new person trying to play like overwatch and again it's free to play so why wouldn't you try it but yeah it, you look right. at the overwhelmingly negative you're going to be like, oh, this game's trash. And also, when it's overly uh, negative, you're not going to get recommended on Steam Store. 
So right. it kind of also, it kind of yeah. dulls new gamers down. You you would yeah. Knocks you out of the right algorithm. Uh, mm-hmm. Gollum has a better score than it on Steam. <laughs> I just had to say that out loud. That's that's, that's all. That's, that's, yeah. that's all. I mean, I'm glad I have that little extra tidbit there. I needed that. <laughs> um, and the other one I had is Lenovo getting into the game with their own um, handheld. I um, I don't. I, a lot of people who are watching this or listening to this probably already know about this because it is coming out. What I wanted to more so talk about with Lenovo coming into the game with their own handheld, specifically with um, two things. Number one, I do like how they're kind of doing a blend with the Switch and the Steam Deck by having the detachable controllers. Yep. But like, gentlemen, do you think that a year and a half ago or two years, we could tell you that there's actually a competing non-monopolized at this point? I I guess you could say that I, I might have to take that back later but competing market with handhelds and <laughs> in, in in this time in 2023 like i think it's interesting you know it like is. when the switch was out it was a switch you know it's a switch you have one you don't you like nintendo most people like nintendo enough to get a switch especially after covid hit then steam deck comes out pre-orders were out the wazoo i couldn't walk down the street without talking to any nerd about it you know, the oh, Steam Deck, did you get it? No, nah, man, like that kind of thing. Now look at us with all of these handhelds coming out from different companies. Like, I think it's just interesting. There's a market now, you know, where there's uh, there's multiple choices. If you're a Lenovo head, maybe that's, this is like your- Is that you what know, they the, call themselves? <laughs> Lenovo? Maybe. A, a, Leno, a, a Lenovian is probably what they're called. A Lenovo, Lenovo lunatics, Lenovo loonies. I don't, I don't know. Just continue. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting that now there's not just even another choice other than the Switch that's going to do something completely different that the Switch can't. But now there's multiple choices that if you don't want a Steam Deck, right, or want to pay for a Steam Deck depending on the pricing of of, of, of what you're looking for, that you can grab something else. You can grab an an ASUS variety. You can grab a Lenovo variety. I mean, what's what's next? You know, I don't know if you guys yeah, had any Apple. thoughts on that. Oh, so Apple. Um, so so here's the thing, and Craig, this is a question directed towards you. I'm not sure if you're ready for it, so I need you to which, which Craig? Uh, other Craig, the fellow uh, fellow co-host Craig. <laughs> I'm ready. So you have a Steam? No, the other one. Yep. Do you have a Steam Deck? You have a Steam Deck, right? Technically, my wife does. Yes. Okay, because uh, okay, because I thought it was yours. Because I wanted to ask no, no. you, like, how much do you actually play that thing? Because mm-hmm. the reason I don't get it is because I know it's just going to sit there, and I'm not going to yes, play. Yes, that is the reason that there are not two Steam decks in this house. Um, because I, I like everybody else, took a look at it and then thought about it, and then I was like, yeah, nope, nope. Because okay. the things that I want to play on my gaming computer, I definitely want to do on my computer with mouse and keyboard for a lot of, for like maybe 60% of those things as well. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yep. Just wanted to make sure. Cause like, I know my brother bought a steam deck. I, my brother's playing on his computer. He's not playing on a steam deck. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's interesting to me how many yeah. people bought the steam deck during the summer sale. And it's like, you guys have like six other consoles, like the much like for me right now, like I haven't touched my switch in a couple weeks. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I'm not playing that. So I just, I get why people buy Steam Decks, but it's also like, 
you aren't using it, I guess is the yeah. main thing there. Right. So it's it it's interesting to me, like the people who bought it who were like, oh yeah, now I have it. Now I can say I have one kind of deal. I'm yeah. also on the outside looking at it like, I don't understand why you need one. Um, I would never, like if I'm playing a PC game, not a hundred times out of a hundred, I'm going to pick my desktop over a handheld mm-hmm. any day. Like I will never pick a handheld. So seeing all these come out, I just look at them. And I'm like, why are, I don't understand why people are buying these. I just don't see the value. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Like I tell you guys about my switch issue is that I can't mm-hmm. even do most games handheld because I want the larger screen for, especially if it's a, like a, yeah, like a big game. Right. You know, I'm not trying to play that handheld unless there's something I have to beat before I go to bed, you know, like just like some boss or whatever that I have to kill before I go to bed, you know, but to to be fair, if I traveled a lot, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe because then I could be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, like if I'm thinking about it, well, I have my Xbox and my PS5 at home, but I really want to play uh, Starfield when it comes out and I'm not going to be home. Oh, I'll just take my steam deck with me and play yeah, Starfield, I but I don't travel title screen. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I can yeah. see if you travel a lot, I see the value, but if you're at your home yeah. and you're playing on your steam deck, when your gaming desktop or laptop is like right there next to you, why? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. No, that, yeah. that's the same thing I struggle with. Mm-hmm. And then the only other small demographic that I could see is gamer couples or gamer roommates. We had one gaming computer until six months ago. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm doing something and my wife wants to play something on Steam on Steam, boom, there's another reason. That's a that's Fair. a smaller demographic probably, but no, there's that, another that's, situation. That's valid for sure. I bought like I bought a second desk because I had my computer and my Xbox and switch on the same desk. And that was the same thing. My wife was like, what if I want to play something on the PC? What if I want to play power wash simulator, but you're playing Xbox. So I bought a second desk so I could separate them. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of the same thing. Yeah, you're right. So let's get into it. Games this week then. Yeah. Games this week. Quite a few. Madden. That's (laughs) me. He played all the Madden. That's the list. That's okay. the list. Madden. I also played Madden. Um, I played the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, and then I played Akiba's Trip and Bayonetta Origins. Oh, wow. I was busy. Okay. He's been, he said hear, it was a busy week. I want to hear about Origins when we get to you. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if you guys were going to think that I was going to bring this out, but I started Baldur's Gate 3. Hey. Hey. There you go. Why didn't Catch you tell death. me? Huh? Why didn't you tell me? Because I was told to s- by some smart <laughs> Baldur's Gate fans that I should start a solo. I was actually told to do a solo first and then could do you, multiple. I just meant you could have told me you bought it. Like oh. you, you guys were asking me about it. Oh, I wanted it. to surprise you guys. Sometimes oh, I do okay. that. It's, mm-hmm. it's Chris, Christmas in August. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right so do you want to go into some of your older games and then i guess we'll talk about madden and to sure. craig's review of Baldur's gate 3 all right <laughs> um okay so akiba's trip um on the switch which is a remaster of the original which i don't know what it was on psp wasn't it mm-hmm. way back when yes. um my my feelings on it are that i see a pretty decent game in there um, and I just feel like the combat's a little too clunky. 
Um, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy running around the town. It kind of reminds me of Yakuza, like the city and like you can interact with different things. Um, I mean, the idea is is bonkers, right? Like you're attacking people and knocking their clothes off. That's that's mm. a game. <laughs> that is but, a game. But In like I've, I've I've always seen this game like bench it as like a good, decent to good game. So it's like, oh, I have downtime. I'll check it out. I think it's OK. I just I can't get over the clunky combat, at least on the switch. And I tried mm-hmm. handheld and with the pro controller. I was like, ah, it just feels weird. You have yeah. to like you have like three buttons, one for like hitting them in the head, chest and legs. And then when you hit them enough, you can hold that button and try to tear that piece of clothing off of them. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a game. I actually don't mind all the talking either, which would be a surprise. That like is, I, yeah. like I was like, oh, these are interesting characters, but yeah, I don't think I can keep playing it. Just yeah, Craig so, hates like, talking, so I'm kind of surprised. I do, does. I yeah. do. Um, which brings me into Bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still playing Bayonetta, but like, there's a lot of talking at the beginning. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's slow yeah, it's at the beginning. I absolutely agree. It's slow. Yeah, I don't mind do it the, though. Like, the do you do the fine. demo? Do you do no, the demo or you have? No. Oh, okay. No. So like, I'm just like, wow, this is a long intro. Oh, wow. This intro is still going. Oh, we're still going. Okay. <laughs> um, the game itself is fine. It's it's a different way to play Bayonetta. That's for sure. Um, don't hate it. Uh, don't know if I'll stick with it. It's kind of hard to say. Um, I feel like it might lose me unless it picks up a little bit. Barry, does it pick up? So I will say, yeah, it does pick up my main okay. thing. And like, I still need to finish it. Like I'm, I'm over 75% through that game. Okay. Uh, I get, I get lost. Um, oh. so, and you might find yourself there is like, um, like you get lost, like the white wolf, like Paul, like Paul Prince is supposed to show you where to go. Okay. But sometimes I feel like there's too long in between those paw prints that you end up taking a wrong turn. And mm-hmm. then you're like, Oh, well I'm lost now. Like, I don't know where to go next. Um, right. I, I do find that that happens to me quite often um, yeah. in this game, but you know, I, I've, I, I loved origins from, from what I play of it. Like the main thing for me is I played the demo where that whole intro is. And right. then because the demo is the first couple chapters, when you load into Bayonetta you, uh, origins from the game, you just get right into it. So okay. it's like, I kind of had a break between all that talking and then into the game. Right. So I feel That's like it's probably the better way to do it. Yeah. And I get that they're trying to like introduce all the different, you know, it's it's not something you can just throw throw somebody into and be like, oh, they'll figure out how to do it. Like it is, it's not complicated, but there's a lot going on. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to end up on like a list for me at the end of the year, but I, it's better than I thought it would be. That's yeah, sure. absolutely, I agree with that. It's better than you think it is. Um, yeah. Uh, Craig, did you play Texas Chainsaw Massacre or not? I did not yet. Okay. All right. I played a couple matches, so um, it's on Game Pass. You can download it if you have Game Pass and play it for free. Um, first thing is you either get to play, you pick if you want to play as the family or the survivors. And I've yet to pick survivors and find a game because apparently nobody wants to play as the survivors. Um, and and like it's four survivors versus three family. And the I still think even though family has less, they're overpowered. And they make a big point of saying like uh, they're not overpowered and like it's possible to beat it. But like I have never lost as the family. Um, yeah. And like I don't really get into these games like Dead by Daylight and that. So I don't think I'll stick with it. I think it looks good and it's fun um, just to kind of like 
as a family, you're going around and like if you hit uh, somebody, you collect their blood. There's also blood vials you can find around the uh, levels. And then you take them back to grandpa and feed him the blood. And then what he levels up and the more he levels up, he kind of like pings where the uh, survivors are hiding. Oh. Um, so it's kind of like a nice little wrinkle to be like, yes, you're trying to chase people down and try to find them. But in the meantime, you can go back upstairs and feed grandpa and power him up to make it easier for you. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I think out of all the ones I've played and I've tried all of them, Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th, I think this is the best one. Um, but I, it all depends on whether people stick with it. Yeah. And if people don't want to play as the survivors, um, it's going to die real quick, unfortunately. So I would, I still want to try and play a game as the survivors and get like a full impression. Um, but it's, it's solid. If you're into those type of games, I think you'll really like it. There's a deep like skill tree progression for family and survivors. So like you can put a ton of time into it. Um, but as of right now, like my worry is that it's going to die out in like a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason why I haven't played it yet, Craig, my wife mm -hmm. and I both, we know what's going to happen. It's happened with Friday the 13th and it happened mm -hmm. with uh, Evil Dead. Because we go really hard into it for like 15 to 20 days. Yep. And then that's it. You know. And yeah. And to be fair, like I played a couple matches and then like, um, like I, I texted you earlier today. I bought Phasmophobia. I played one oh, game. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, I don't really want to talk about it yet. And I had no idea what was going on. So like I, but I was playing uh, Texas Chainsaw and I was like, I'll just go play Demonologist. Cause like, I have more fun playing that than I do playing mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So like, those are, that's definitely the genre that I prefer to play as opposed to this. I don't even know what that genre is called anymore. Do they have a name for it? Like the Dead by Daylight genre? That's probably the best way to describe it. Did Dead by Daylight start it or was there one before it? I never I get them all confused. Dead by Daylight definitely propelled it. I don't know which one came out first, the chicken or the egg. Is right. it Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight? Friday the 13th came out like five. Yeah. Four years ago. Four or five. Yeah, I think it's shut down now, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a scary game, I, as we all recommend, I think just go Demonologist. In this case, yes, you're probably going to have more fun. Barry also hey. recommends Demonologist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, they call it survival <laughs> horror action multiplayer. Survival oh. horror action. That is what that is. Okay. I mean, I know it has a it's big mouthful. following. Yeah, People like it. I just, it's not yeah. for me. I, I just don't get into it as hard as everybody else does. But yeah, you want to madden Add it up, Barry? Yeah, let's Madden it up. All right, let's Ooh, it. let's go, boys. All right. In a year where Madden told us this game was make or break for them, I, uh, I'll i come flat out and say it. I don't see a lot of changes in any of this. I don't um, see any. <laughs> Madden fe still feels like Madden. And, like, here's the thing. All they ever do is pour time into their ultimate team because that's where they make all the money. That is no – there's like no FIFA. hiding. Yeah. There's no mm -hmm. hiding any of this. Like, this right. is what – like these sports games have become ultimate team, ultimate team, ultimate team. If you're not making money off ultimate team, you're an unsuccessful sports game. Like yep. that is how a lot of these things feel. Now, when it comes to Madden gameplay wise, like I do admit when you understand the free form passing and you understand and you find like the, the niche, like passing that you like, it's fun. Like, and mm -hmm. it is rewarding to understand and, you know, 
activate a freeform pass so you're so it's only a receiver gets it or you just get it right over the defender when you understand and like i think i think for the most part i, I think the gameplay is as good as it'll ever be when it comes to madden like madden's yeah. had that down pat for years though it's not anything crazy the i, I also think there's a big reason why review platforms ign game informer they have not released a score yet and I think that's because there's an embargo on the game until after. And I think EA did this on purpose yeah. um, because they know people are going to grime into the game. They know it's not going to get good reviews, but they're hoping that people like me. Well, I, I buy it every year. I'll be honest. Like, um, You're not the only one. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah, it's football. And I love football like that. That's my main thing there. It's just that the majority of people who are playing Madden are also playing franchise or you're, you're just not playing ultimate team at all. You're just playing franchise with your friends. Yep. And there's a ton of stuff where like, why can't two people be on the same team in franchise? Why can't you, you know, play games as your favorite team with your friend. One of you plays quarterback. The other one plays running back or receiver. Like why yep. there are so many things that, you know, just aren't in Madden anymore. The presentation is the same year mm-hmm. after year after year. It's it's lazy, and I get that. Like I know it's lazy, and I know it's the same year after year after year. Um, it it may have been a bit naive of people to think that this game was going to change a lot in a year. But when have we ever seen a yearly game that comes out every year take big steps in the right direction? I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time. Um, so that's why for me, I'm not surprised. It's kind of the same Madden game. Um, it is funny how Jake Allen or Josh Allen, sorry, is the cover for this year's Madden. And last year, he dug into Madden. Like, yep. he 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 publicly went on Twitter, like, Madden's this, this, this. I will <laughs> I will play 2K5 from ESPN. Mm-hmm. I still have that game. It's awesome. Like, yep. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be straight up with you. That game is still fantastic. Um, but a lot of this has to do with there's no competition. Like, EA has okay. the exclusive rights to the Madden license. When you don't have competition, you really don't need to create a good game, especially with a sport as popular as Madden. Like, I think we're going to start seeing stuff with it with with soccer soon because EAFC does not have the FIFA license anymore. So FIFA can now freely like there's still a soccer game coming out, of course. But now, like Pez may have a chance to come in and do something or another developer of a soccer game could kind of do something like there needs to be competition in the space. They're just We've seen too many times where there's no competition and no one and no one really cares or they just need to take a break. Yeah. Give us give us Madden one year, NCAA the other. Like have two different people teams. would riot if they didn't I, have a Madden every year. Yeah, yeah. but just I, I mean, mean like release an update. Yeah. I mean like release an update. Like you can oh, have yeah. a small team update yeah. the roster from the year that you don't have a game out and then why not? Like that's that yeah. sounds good enough to me, but it's not good enough for the masses. And I, I, I've now spouted a ton of, you know, <laughs> a, a, a ton on Madden. So I'll, yeah. I'll let you talk about it. I probably hit. Um, point. So the first thing I thought when I first turned it on and played was that I feel like you could take this year's game and last year's game and run them at the same time. And they would look identical. Like as far as like the menus um loading in gameplay the commentary has not changed at all the halftime is the same the only thing i noticed changed was last year i could not 
establish a run game for the life of me. And now this year I can rush for 300 yards every game. It's like they they're like, oh, we're people having a hard time with the run game. Let's overcompensate. And now it's too easy. And I remember them making a point of like, oh, the run games improved. It and I is was like, oh, I'm like, oh, my God. Now that. it's like I feel like it's it's much better. But now I'm like, all right, now I'm just going to run all the time because that's what works. And, and passing still works. But I still go to the classic uh, passing button output. I don't use the new one. I never have. And I just don't care enough to learn. Um, and I know you get more control with it, but like, yeah, going into franchise mode looks the same. It's the same thing. Um, the superstar mode that I played like a couple games is the same thing. Uh, it's the same, like, here's your five or six pre made, uh, people pick one. Um, and that's, (laughs) they give you very limited customization options. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's lazy. That's what you said. And I agree. It's just super lazy. Um, I, I wish 2k would make a football game again. Um, if anything, I think it would help Madden. Uh, it's the same thing we're getting with 2k. Everybody was complaining about, we don't care about the neighborhood. Stop making the neighborhood so big. Um, stop giving us these like MMO type, you know, quests we're doing. Like I have one, like if I turn on 2k right now, I have a quest to like, uh, grind five rails with your skateboard. I'm playing 2K. Like, for yeah, yeah. Like, I got so annoyed at that game, the amount of like stuff you had to do between each game. And I know they're saying the same thing. I'm like, oh, we're gonna this year, it's gonna be you know more condensed and and we're gonna make it back to what you really want, which is just to build your character and play the game. I think EA probably with Madden needs to do the same thing. Like, all right, let's focus it back down. And let's just make a good experience. And like you said, they they don't care. It's we do this every year. We talk about this every year with sports games. They do not care. They know they're going to sell. Um, they probably have the minimum amount of people working on these games. And they're like, just update the rosters and, and change the cover artists. And let's just go. Um, people are going to pay us $70 anyway. Not me, because I use my 10 hour trial through EA Play and get my 10 hours. And I, every year when my 10 hour expires, I've never felt the need to be like, I should probably go buy it. I'm always like, Oh, I got my 10 hours out of it. I'm good. I don't need to play it. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not great. Yeah. It, um, I'm interested to see what becomes of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because after saying like, I just don't know how serious they were about, yeah, this was a make or break year for Madden. Like I, I have a hard time believing them that it is like right. we've ever since 21 released like and maybe it just needs to it just needs like an overhaul or something like that. Or if they would have been more upfront and been like, OK, like at Madden 24, like we're going to make a couple changes, but like wait for next year's Madden or something mm-hmm. like that to like tell us that they're going to make bigger changes or something like that. But we we literally have no clue. Like this game does feel a lot like Madden. 23 or Madden. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of the same Madden all the time. So, you know, do, do with that information what you will. If you love football, you're probably getting the game anyway. Um, Use the 10 hour trial. Yeah. If you're yeah. on the fence, I'll just tell you right now just keep playing Madden 23 or, you know, yeah. download the rosters that you need to have the most updated ones. There's no point mm-hmm. in 
in doing this, but I make these dumb decisions so that way you guys don't have to. That's I mean, opinion. I buy two K every yeah. year, and I know what I'm getting into, so it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But now let's talk about a good game. There you I go. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't have to hope. Holy <laughs> Baldur's Gate three. Yep. Um, I uh, I'm a little ashamed of myself for being a little late. Um, because. I mean, I know we all have some some gamer friends that are just 85 million hours in already and wondering why we were, you know, at least Craig and I were not, you know, <laughs> playing it. And, you know, I finally just buckled down and bought it. I had a coworker really sell it like in a different light. And um, it was kind of like one of those those spur of the moment things. So I just purchased it. And. Um, wow. So. I want to I want to kind of review this as somebody who hasn't even obviously gotten close to beating the beating the game, not even close to the end of the act one that I'm in or anything like that. I'm not far at all. But as a person who is not a Dungeons and Dragons player, who is fascinated with the world that it's created, that 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 it, it involves um, completely and utterly respect everybody who has ever been a dungeon master in their life for the amount of work <laughs> they put into the to they to what they create shout out barry's roommate um as a, as a close source there um this might this game is doing something different for me this is like i was thinking about it this might be a a window to people who haven't taken the leap into playing D D into freaking playing D D. Because, like, as I was creating my character, which is nothing out of the ordinary, you create your character. I was a little weird with the genitalia thing, uh, but um, <laughs> I just selected something and went on, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but like, as I started the game, and as I was kind of, it doesn't hold your hand, and it does. It's weird. It's like they they kind of pop up a lot of different hints on the screen of as you're going through it. They throw you right into the the gruesome world, or at least the gruesome part of the world that you're in. I did not expect that. Um, because I don't also don't have any Baldur's Gate experience myself as well. So this is like, there's a lot of newness here. I mean, mm -hmm. it remind it reminded me of a game, very little, very little that I played a long time ago called Neverwinter Nights. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure like either not this particular studio, but like it, some, there's gotta be some, some, um, some influence from that, but nonetheless, um, being in that world, and, and Barry, I was thinking about something that you said when you were you were reviewing it, worrying about where you're going, because they definitely have a don't come here like yet a lot. And I remembered uh, um, somebody told me to save often. Like I do yes. that anyway, because I'm an RPG guy. So you just save. You just do. And I'm so glad because it's it's a beautiful world. It's gruesome. The cutscenes are amazing. It is unforgivable. And for me, who's learning the system, you definitely misclick. <laughs> you know, there's definitely a time or two where I accidentally moved my character when I really wanted to do something else or I clicked the wrong spell. That's my fault. That's just dexterity there. Um, but I can honestly say that in the, I don't know if I'm seven or eight hours, something like that, maybe six. I, I might not touch armored core when it comes out on friday <laughs> wow okay. i might i might return it if i don't play it in a week or two because i don't know if i'm going to be able to leave the baldur's gate 3 computer 
because I want to play it right now as we're recording. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's we all have a game like that. You wake up in the morning, the childlike wonderment where you, as you take in the sunlight, you realize (laughs) that there's something that you really want to do today. That's quite the Yeah, this is is, is not my morning. This is... (laughs) You mean... Barry, I've heard you say on, on numerous occasions you get up early with some coffee and play some games. Yeah, but it's not childlike wonder is <laughs> what, what I'm fair, getting fair. at. The sun doesn't hit my face and I, I look at it and I'm like, what am I going to play today all bright? Maybe it's because I'm, just, I'm cynical. But. I'm just picturing like five to six birds singing like the same song around your head when you say, what am I going to play today? Just like Barry's morning. Um but like, that's what it brings me back to. Like, you know, anytime I think about like, I have that moment as an adult past the responsibilities work, um, you know, all of the things that, that are going on in a general person's life. There are certain games every year that yeah. you like you wake up or you just like can't wait to, to, to get home to play. It's not every game. This is right. definitely this this definitely sp- uh, spoke to me in a different way. And. I mean, I don't know if I'm a little bit forward by saying that it w- wants to make me immediately join D&D, but I really I really just liked a lot of things about it. I I like the obviously I like the dice um aspect. I like that you have the chance of failing things depending on the skills you have in addition to multipliers and when you fail, uh it hurts. Um but <laughs> But there's a lot of different things that I'm getting. And like to put, to be honest with you, gentlemen, so I don't take too long with this. I played, my wife also wanted to play more Diablo 4 today, which made a great contrast because I played Baldur's Gate 3 for like three more hours today. And then I immediately, almost immediately did Diablo 4. And I could see the difference in what I liked about Baldur's Gate 3. Like I still like Diablo 4. I think it's a great game, but there are just things that I think are transcending um Baldur's Gate 3 and what it's doing and I don't know I haven't seen all the bestiary yet I haven't seen like like even all of the story yet I think that's you know part of the fun obviously but mm-hmm. it's it's doing what it needs to do I'm gonna give a, a more full review when I get like 10 15 hours in I might not have an armored core review for you guys next week but <laughs> like that to, I don't know. I got it I got armored core you don't gotta okay. worry about that yeah his I first s- foray into armored core will be interesting yeah, uh, yeah, it will. Oh, but I'm I see, ready. I see the hype. I'm ready. <laughs> I see the hype, guys, and um, I see why it, it. A lot of people are calling it for game of the year. It, I don't know where it's going to end up on my list, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be too far down. That's what I'm okay. guessing. Is it's not going to be. It's not going to be too far down. No, yeah. It's... Go ahead. Oh, I was oh, going to say, don't it. don't make it sound too good, Craig. I don't have time to play Baldur's Gate as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I started it now, but like uh, that's what I it, thought. I was like, I'm still going to start it. <laughs> it'll be fun. I, I, I hope it's something that all three of us get at some point to play together. I know we do enjoy our time with Demonologist. I think we'd also yeah. just have as much fun with, uh, uh, with Baldur's Gate. But like... I will say Baldur's Gate multiplayer is a little bit different. I think you're doing it right, playing it as like a lone ad- lone adventurer at the moment. I think it's easier to understand what's going on with the game, and also that uh, like like the one thing about the multiplayer portion of things is like people can be in conversations, and you don't you don't have to listen to any of it. So mm. I could be in a conversation with someone, and unless you press join dialogue button, like there's no 
you wouldn't know what's going on. I could have us. I could get a quest for us, and some cutscenes are automatic, like mm. you like you get put into them. But as the person who's hosting the campaign or the game, like you are the main character in it, mm. so your friends who with their created characters don't see as much of the limelight probably as you would hope, unless you're all taking turns initiating, you know, contact with people and things like that. So, and sometimes the wrong person initiates contact. Completely honest, you know, it'll be the- and, and, and you know that's what I that's what I like. That's one of the differences between Diablo and there. Like even th- things like traps. Um, there's certain decisions that you make. Um, not to compare the two, but it just made me think of what I was thinking earlier today. Is just making the wrong decision. Dialogue options out the gate that could be bad. There's I I almost didn't pick up a, a character by accident by doing the wrong dialogue quest and then i cheated i reloaded in my last save <laughs> you save scummer yeah i'm a save I, I didn't want to lose it but um yeah so i think that there's a lot that that goes into it that makes it a little more daring like a lot of the games that we play or that i at least i play like this or a lot of make sure you do the spell correctly or at the right times buff at the right times debuff at the right times point and click point and click move 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 this is like let's think about it you know, it goes from active com. It goes from active moments to turn-based combat without even an enemy being in there. I was walking into a, into a uh, just an unknown cavern or whatever, and because I accidentally set off a trap in the cavern, it turned from me actively walking into a turn-based moment where then I had to move both of my characters at the time, <laughs> and then the trap had a turn. That's, yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting mm-hmm. dynamic. And, and like you can do that outside of the game, I hear. You could just immediately make it like turn based, mm-hmm. I think. So I'm still learning it. There's like a lot of, of things to learn, but I don't know. There's a lot of nuances that I that I could see they perfected with it. And um I see why people are just, you know, shouting from the hilltops about it. So That's, it's fun. Sounds good. I can't believe you guys are talking about Armor Core. You're not even mentioning potential game of the year immortals of avium coming out on tuesday look i i told you i'm worried about that game i hope it's good and i hope you like it but i i do not know i am a little, i am nervous Listen, for that game everybody's all armor core armor core yeah like, you know what give me some of that immortals of avium i'm ready doesn't it look like a magician's audition tape yeah. with some of the stuff it's doing just like it's it's call of duty uh magic yeah a little bit of ghost face ghost wire tokyo with yeah. that kind of with the hand yep. yeah yep Movies this week, then. Yeah. Uh, we all had a podcast gathering to go see Barbie. Uh, <laughs> Craig did. and I's first time seeing Barbie. It was quite the the fun time. But yes. I'll be honest, that's all I watched. Um, I started The Witcher's fin- uh, you know, final season with Henry Cavill, so I'm, I'm working on that. But other than that, that's, that's all I got. Um, I knocked out No Hard Feelings and mm. Elemental. Pixar's Elemental. Okay. I bought, I, uh, I'm buying that DVD, but I don't have it yet. You'll have to let me know. Yeah. Okay. I um. In addition to Barbie, I watched The Pope's Exorcist, which is on hey. Netflix now. Yep. And uh, I finished Twisted Metal, so I have final thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess we could talk about all about Barbie. Uh, sure. First off, here me and Chris go, Ken. Uh, Barbie is an absolutely fun movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, it is unapologetically like a Barbie movie. Like it doesn't cut any corners. It doesn't 
it, 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 I like that it's kind of no fault attitude for like, hey, you know, this is a movie about Barbie. It's about women. We're going to make fun of men and we don't care. Like if mm-hmm. it offends you and that kind of thing. And I like that. I don't I, I don't get offended easily. So I enjoyed the movie. Like I am. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see, you know, males going into this movie and being like, well, that's that, that's stereotypical of men. I, I don't <laughs> like this. this is making fun of me kind of deal here. But it, it's all in fun. Um, I think it's acted superbly well. I think, uh, Ryan Gosling's great. Margot Robbie's great. Uh, America Ferreira's great. Um, all that, all of them are just a great casting choice. I guess really my only, um, kind of comment on the movie is I- I'm not the biggest fan of the ending. I don't. <laughs> Why? I-, I-, I don't know. I thought the whole, like moment with barbara or ruth i guess is what Mm -hmm. they call her like that whole moment where like what do you want to be it's like okay barbie can be a real girl i thought i thought that was always the point i thought the whole point like is that anyone can be a barbie i I didn't think yeah she wanted to be a person though yeah or sorry or yeah wanted to be a person i just thought like the whole i thought the whole hand-holding thing flashback thing was weird um just me personally uh, like I like the movie still regardless I get mm-hmm. I get the, I guess that she wanted to be a person was her thing she didn't want to be a Barbie anymore so I guess mm. I guess that's the yep. point um <laughs> but I uh it is funny to me I did send you guys a message like the similarities between Barbie and Black Panther were yep. quite uh were quite fun for me to look through and that kind of thing mm. so it's like oh I didn't realize that no wonder this movie's great because it's uh it is its own thing, but like the joke is, is that it's much like Black Panther in a way. Yeah. But um, Barbie is fun, and it's it is funny. I like all the jokes about it. Um, John Cena, I'm coming after you, just so you know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. You yep. you took a you took a brewski from Dua Lipa, and <laughs> I I can't have this. Uh, yep. I yeah. yeah I would have been. I should they should have casted me in the movie. Where's like Man. where's Pat Ken? Yeah. Where's where's the Ken for me? This That's man was I literally. Think. Pump, uh, fist pumping in the theater when Dua Lipa he was <laughs> much much to our jest or our, our, our laughing at with and with and at you not just with you yeah she had, she had, a, she had, she had more scenes than you thought she would she man. Three. Like, absolutely yeah. I, I thought she was going to be in the movie for like five seconds she's in it for like 30 seconds yeah uh, of, of screen time there yeah but uh but yeah not John Cena nope not uh, if, if I see him on the street we're fighting so. yeah but I, I'm with you, Barry. I thought Barbie was a fun movie. I uh, I LOL'd a lot. Um, for those of you who don't know what LOL is, I laughed out loud a lot. <laughs> I um I, I like you, Barry. Also, uh, uh, you know, being being a gentleman and hearing uh, all these jokes about about the men, I loved them. I was laughing. I think the like hardest at some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, the one where, oh my god. The one where she, where she was like, "Can you explain the movie Godfather to me?" <laughs> and and then he starts explaining it, and she's like, "Wait, wait, can you just rewind the movie to the beginning and just talk over it all, the whole time?" I couldn't. I lost it. Like I lost it. Yep. So there's just like there's a lot of jokes in there, um, and for some reason it had a it had its combination of jo- jovial sense, but still addressing issues with with um, you know. Uh, just not in not not just women in general, but women being, uh, I I would say respected and their their choices and their beliefs and just being heard and such like that. It was 
packed into the jokes. So like I was, I felt a combination of comedy, but like I was just continuously, my brain was stimulated with like a learning growing sense as the movie went on. You know what I mean? Cause you know, we could always grow. So I think that's the impact that the movie had. I know that there's a lot of different, um, a lot of different beliefs on like whether you like the movie or not, you know, that type right. of thing. I loved it. Um, my wife loved it. And it's one of those ones I'm going to own on DVD. Ryan Gosling stole it for me um, <laughs> at the end there with that song that he sang. I loved that. I loved hearing the story further that he fought to have that in. Kind of mm -hmm. reminds me of um, just any instance where uh, Ryan Reynolds was fighting for Deadpool just to be made. Like him fighting to for that song, that Ken song at the end, you know? Yep. Um, and something else I had. I, I, I don't know. I, I have a I have a lot of of good things to say about it. And um it's it's something that I think I would even see in the theater again. I know I know that I'm gonna own it, but I think I that would actually be a, and I don't do that with every movie. I would pop back in and see it mm -hmm. a second time. Definitely. I was gonna I was gonna ask you like you you are like the least moviegoer of me right. of me and Craig here so like does your does your experience in the movie theater like does, is it like a positive one do you think you might go see more movies in a theater like that's, with that's your a great question and how it was with Barbie oh, yeah mm -hmm. no that's that's a fantastic Broadcast I mean journalism there, degree. yeah there you go there you go a hundred thousand dollar degree I ask a question <laughs> yeah you do. if there was a movie besides maybe I don't know a specific Marvel movie or something to get me like invigorated to go again or it three, you know, um, it would be this. I think it was the perfect movie for somebody who doesn't go to the movies to go to see. Um, in addition to some of the small changes that I saw in movie theaters in general, um, right. you know, things like picking your seat. Uh, we, in, in the, uh, the busyness that is the area that we lived in still managed to find a, a theater that wasn't packed when we went as well, which was fantastic. Um, that's a, that's a big thing for me. Um, with, with, if, if it's packed, I like never want to go again. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want, yep. but, but, um, I, I, I love, I loved the experience, you know, I loved it. And for somebody who does the movie thing a lot, but obviously at home with the popcorn that I made at home, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of nice to just sit in a seat with some friends, watch a quality film, laugh, you know, look at each other, do the comments in the beginning in the trailers like you always do, not seeing that, yep. you know, like things like that. It was just there's there are certain things, certain nuances that uh, brought me back to why I love the movie theater. So, um, yeah, I think it uh, I think it kind of reinvigorated. We'll see if I actually do like very soon go to a movie, um, but it definitely reinvigorated the reason why I love movie theaters and seeing things in, you know, seeing movies in theaters. I'm always fascinated when people say they don't go to the movie theaters like my first response is always like why you know what i mean like it just it always throws me off because i go to so many and like i have my entire life um even to the point where like when i was in high school like i would go by myself i did not care if like if there was a movie i was like i'm gonna go see that hey one i'd call one of my friends be like hey i'm going at this time and if they're like oh, i can't i was still going like, I did not care. I was there um, sometimes like two or three times a weekend, just constantly going. So anytime anybody's like, yeah, I don't really go to movie theaters. I'm always like, well, what do you what do you mean? <laughs> what What is that yeah. life like? I don't get yeah. it. 
<laughs> I think I think for me, and I don't know if anybody else shares this sentiment, but I think for me, like I used to go to them a lot more, um, mm-hmm. especially during what we would consider. Would that be the Marvel first and second wave? When was like Civil War yeah. and all of those coming out? Yeah. 2017, 18, 19. Yeah. I was I was definitely going to it. I think I succumbed to the COVID happened. So I just yep. naturally movie theaters went out of my mind. And then when everything opened back up, even years later after it opened back up. I just it movie theater did not come as a thing. Yeah. Necessarily. I like never got back to to it. But you know. I think, I think it took me a solid two years to go back. Like I didn't go 2020 and 2021. And when I started going in 2022, it was still kind of like uh I didn't like you didn't eat food, you just kept your mask on the whole time. And I was just yeah. like stay as far away from people as I could. It was just even going back then was like a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, it just feels weird. I don't want to be near people yet. I'm not yeah. ready for like a packed Marvel movie yet. And like now we're pretty much back to normal, new normal recliners new normal. and all that, which is so much better. Oh my God. Yeah. The recliner. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Barbie. Barbie's Barbie. great. Barbie's great. <laughs> uh, um, right. No, no hard feelings. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. I can't remember the last movie I watched of Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like she's been not in a whole lot in the past couple of years. I mean, she was everywhere after Hunger Games. Um, I feel like uh, I wasn't I had no interest in seeing this. And there's another one of those movies you look on Rotten Tomatoes and you're like, oh, it's at like a 70 something. That's pretty high. I should probably check it out. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, it's a I guess you call it a romantic comedy. Um, premise is super simple. She is trying to save her house Uh, that her mom left her because she couldn't pay the taxes and she gets her car repossessed and she needs a car. So uh, there's a family who want her, want somebody to date their son before he goes to college and they'll give them a car in exchange. So that's like the whole premise. Um, I think when she's doing comedy is when she's at her best. Um, She is putting a lot on the line for this movie um, in the name of comedy I feel like if more people would have saw this in theaters, we would have heard about it. But like I'm talking specifically um, and I, I read into it because it was so fascinating to me. She does a scene where her and the uh, the guy go into the ocean skinny dipping and then people steal their clothes and she proceeds to come out of the ocean and beat up three people. She gives somebody like a like a Brock Lesnar suplex and she does all this completely <laughs> naked, completely naked. Um, and, uh, and like, there's this whole story about like, she actually fought for that. She was like, no, I want to do it because I think it'll be funny. And it was just like, it's awkward and weird. But like when she's doing over the top comedy, I think she excels. Mm. Um, and she's really good at it. So I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I don't think very many people saw it in theaters. So for sure, I would say, check this one out. Um, it's a good time and elemental, um, I'm going to go with it's it's pretty good. I wouldn't put it in the top like echelon of Pixar movies, um, but I enjoy the premise of a, you know, it's the different classes um, in society and like one doesn't intermingle with the other. Like mm. the, the deeper meanings going on here work very well. Kind of reminds you a little bit of like a Romeo and Juliet type, like, you know, the water, she's fire, he's water. They like each other, but the parents don't type deal. Um, it's very pretty. Uh, the story's fine. I just don't think it's like 
oh my god this is the best pixar movie i've ever seen um i i i don't even think i'd put it top 10 or 15 pixar movies honestly top 20 i don't know how many pixar movies have there been that's a good question <laughs> that's yeah. like I'd, I'd rather watch this than like cars but like it's not gonna touch like a any bugs of the life. other no i'd rather like watch bugs like that. life i'd rather watch bugs life is that a good barometer? Is that a it good is. barometer? Yeah, that's like a good middle of the life. road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like personally, it's a, it's a movie that's probably going to get forgotten about in a, in a year or two if it hasn't already. I don't think it did very well in theaters, did it? Um, so uh, I think at some point, and my friends were trying to like get under my skin with like Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. but um, I think toward the end of Elemental's time in theaters, it surpassed the first Spider-Verse movie. Oh, wow. Um, which is... It's not a surprise to me. The first Spider-Man movie was a complete and utter like shot in the dark success right. sort of yeah. deal there. So mm-hmm. I, but they were just trying to get under my skin with it. I knew what they were trying <laughs> to do. Um, yeah. I mean, it's worth a watch for sure. Um, it'll end up on Disney plus pretty soon. I'm sure. Uh, and again, Pixar just blows my mind when they do water effects. It's incredible. I don't know. Yeah, what they've, I don't know how they figured it out. They have it down. Yeah. Oh my God. It's incredible looking. Um, so yeah, it's worth a watch. I don't think I'm probably going to buy it. Um, maybe if it's like a black Friday, $10 Blu-ray, maybe. Um, but I can't see myself watching it again anytime soon, honestly. Yeah, I do need Definitely. to say, and I, and I will double check this. I think for whatever reason, elementals like steelbook is more expensive than other ones really uh so let me just see here um it'll only take me a minute here so the elemental steelbook which is what i you know i usually get mine mm-hmm. is so like it's 40 dollars for that one <laughs> what? but the teenage mutant like uh like the teenage mutant movie is 39 dollars. i don't know where wow. I, I don't it used to be kind of universal like yeah, it used it's... to be a price for it but like, it's like 35 yeah. The Spider-Verse is 37. Like, I'm actually, I actually didn't realize this, but I didn't realize, like, how many. They're expensive. Yeah, why are the prices so over the place with these? Um, Do you think maybe it's because people aren't buying as much physical media? I think. And it's more expensive to make. Yeah, I I think so. I just, uh, like, I hate it. Like, the thing is, like, Exorcist is 35. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very picky on what I buy. 4k blu-ray now like i don't buy very many i just bought fast 10 the steelbook but that's because i have all the other ones mm-hmm. um but like in John general for right i bought that but in general i Same don't here. normally buy the steelbooks anymore i'm just like you know what i'll buy like if i really want it in 4k i'm gonna buy that 4k blu-ray but like not the steelbook version i don't me personally i don't care enough um and 99 percent of the movies nowadays i'm just like i don't actually need to own it because it's going to be on some streaming platform somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that twist of metal. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, you texted me, so I'm excited. Yeah, as a twist of metal fan, <laughs> growing up, I um I had a similar um reaction to you, Craig. Where it, like it starts off, and you're kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. boy, does it build up. So <laughs> they do a specific job of not only keeping uh, multiple stories going on so that you learn more about specific characters. But what I like that they do is they kind of sneak in for heads like me 
um, or like you, Craig, for example, people who we would remember from old games. They either make a small appearance, you can recognize their car, you can recognize either their maybe their name or something along those lines. So they're doing all of these particular things, and the it works. This show works, and I thought it was going to be too corny with the comedy. They keep that up the entire time. There is that that type of comedy. I don't know. I don't know, maybe a, a, like five or less jokes would be all right. But like other than that, it stopped bothering me because I was interested in where the story was going. You know, what was the new the new issue that John Doe and Quiet had to face this 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 episode? And they found a way to not only make it a very um, a very easy story to follow, but to also just make it entertaining so that I wanted to know more. And lo and behold, Towards the end, they really ramp up the thanks for staying with us this long yep. by reestablishing the season, what is going to be season two, which is actual Twisted Metal. Yeah. Um, I guess, should I, does the spoilers matter? Because that that would essentially lay it's it out for anybody who's Yeah, I, I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they essentially lay out the fact that there is going to be a Twisted Metal tournament the next season. Mm-hmm. And... What's cool is they go as far as to show not only does the brackets, they show a lot of the people that we were looking for, Craig. You know what I mean? I saw Mr. Grimm on there and I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. An Axel. I saw an Axel. Um, One thing that they did really cool in the show and made it kind of practical reality. it, it, It made me think of Dark Side, that convoy of the tractor trailers or. Yeah. They have like an active tractor trailer convoy of survivors that continuously connect and break off. <laughs> yeah. And they keep moving down and they, like they made it look believable that that could happen, you know, right. in a post-apocalyptic world. So um, most people who like Twisted Metal and are watching this just for like just to kind of see are waiting for these characters to get introduced. Preacher. Yeah. Um, uh, Outlaw. Well, I mean, Outlaw was kind of from the get-go you could you could see that they were going outlaw with that but i don't know i I got very excited i can't wait for season two the fact that they're actually going to do a tournament i don't think i don't know how you elongate a twisted metal tournament into into 10 additional episodes with people seemingly dying off very quickly because like the sure you know i don't know uh but they did a great job it's a great show and I would recommend it to anybody. I would recommend it to anybody who even played Vigilante 8 as a kid. I would recommend yeah. it to anybody who played that vehicular, what is that, vehicular manslaughter games? Like, what do you even call those yep. games? Like, that's <laughs> essentially what they are. Um, it was great. Uh, Sweet Tooth was, fan- was fantastic. He gave the he gave at least me as a fan, and Craig, I know you, what what we wanted there. Mm-hmm. Um, getting John, Go the, John Doe the roadkill um portion finally because like that's yep. what i was wondering the whole time why is he not driving a car called roadkill you know right. what i mean um yep. there's a there's a lot of different things going on there so and and they had a good back and forth john doe and quiet as well did you enjoy the i mean that last episode does a good job of like giving you twisted metal um but did you enjoy before they get in the car john doe and quiet arguing about like Oh, we should put this weapon on, and she's like, "No, yeah, we need, yeah. we need, we need more defense." And he's like, "Oh, if we put this on, we'll have more mobility." And I was like, "Because <laughs> yes. that's like that's twisted metal." Uh, apart from like we, I said the other week about like the sound when Sweet Two shoots his missiles, 
Yes. Um, you know, his flames on his head, like everything just culminates in that last episode where it it's, it starts with that big car combat scene. You're like, oh man, that's yeah. what I wanted. And then you get hit at the end with the tournament and you're like, oh my God, that's what I really wanted. And then you get yeah. hit with the other characters. You're like, oh my God, they did. You know, they probably could have sped up the season, maybe like seven or eight episodes instead of 10. They could have, they could have. Yeah. But yeah. overall, yeah, they did a fantastic job. Yeah, they they I, I could see where they spent more time trying to to have the bonding moments, like the movie yeah. theater thing. Yeah, maybe they didn't need to do that one. The ball pit one is where they actually like physically, yep. like show that they like each other. I don't know, but it was cool that last uh, that last car battle, specifically when you could see cars that you recognize, but it was in the car graveyard. What what was that? It, who drives the pink hearse? Is that Thumper? Um, uh, I, I forget who drives remember. the pink hearse, yeah. but that 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 car was throughout the episodes and like it's a very recognizable car at least i'm, I'm very sad i'm forgetting the driver mm -hmm. but um i don't know it was a great nod um and they did a lot of easter eggs and a lot of things to make you um really really appreciate it the only thing that i feel that they pushed a little bit was the uh the additional scenes inside of the uh walled city yeah like i get they were transitioning because that inevitably creates what is season two with uh, John Doe having to drive. Um, but I don't know. It was a great series. I was worried about it and I yeah. definitely was not as I was watching it. I was definitely <laughs> engrossed. So that's Twisted Metal. Yeah. Um, and then Pope's Exorcist. Yeah. Last one I, I have uh, this week. I was surprised at how much I liked this movie. Exorcism movies, for those of you who have tried to watch at least more than a couple, are a slippery slope because there's this pedestal that the Exorcist actual movie is on. For a lot of people, it still holds true, even though that movie came out in the 70s. Yep. 70s. And you have this this plethora of the exorcism of first and last names that come out. Some of them do something better than the others, whatever. And now you have the Pope's exorcist. What this, what this um, particular movie did right was number one, casting Russell Crowe, number one, in terms of if you want an actor, uh, an acting skill there. But the story, the story progressed well enough where I actually cared about the story. That's the problem with scary movies now is you don't care about the story. They either don't go into the characters deep enough or they try some off the cuff like humor moments that don't land or they go with the classic algorithm like, you know, like that algorithm that um of the teenagers where you have like the one nerd that goes with the jock who goes with like the the the, the cheerleader or whatever. Um, this one. The characters, there weren't too many of them. They gave us enough of the story. The exorcism parts were not overdone, in my opinion. There wasn't too much of that, like, trying to go above and beyond. I think that it progressed well enough. And then when the half hour came at the end where you saw, like, the climax of Russell Crowe trying to battle this demon with his with his friends, so to speak, his super <laughs> friends, um it landed when they were doing more demon esque moments like contorting and, and crawling on the ceiling and, and things like that. I think that there wasn't like Barry, you could watch this movie. There yeah. were no yeah, jumps. There's no jump scares. 
I, I can't think of one. There may be, I don't know, like one in the credits when you see an actor that you didn't think was in it. I don't know. That, that, was, <laughs> that was a bad joke. But I thought I was going into this movie thinking they were jump scares. Normally exorcism movies are, you know, right. um, there's a lot of uh, uh, docile moments where you think the demon is out and then the person lays there and then whomever is the main character walks up and says, Sarah. And then you pop up with, you know, their eyes coming out of their sockets or whatever. That's what demon or exorcism movies do. This one, not so much. And and because it did that or didn't do that, I paid attention more to like <laughs> what was going on. Yeah. So, you know, hats off. It's not it's not movie of the year. It's not going to be talked to me in terms of the impact that it has on the scary world. I it but would I watch this if I'm thinking of movies I've watched in the last year or two? Would I watch this or Smile again? I would watch this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was a very, it was a very different type of, uh, of, of movie. It can have a sequel. They kind of left it to that. Yep. I don't think they should, but I watch, I'll watch it if they do. I'll watch as many as they want with Russell Crowe in yeah. that, in that role, just because he's so like, not the typical, um, I don't even know, like clergy member where he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, disrespectful to the demons He's just, yep. like, it's so over the top, but it works for Russell Crowe. Um, it does. Just like he would be like the cool uh, priest in your local yeah. church is what he is. Um, but yeah, I yeah. love that movie. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought I agree. But that's all. That's all I watched. Cool. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you could, please make sure to review it on your podcast listening platform of choice. Make sure you like or share it with friends that you think might like it as well. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and also comment. Let us know, you know, about Boulder's Great. Tell us that Madden 24 is actually the secret gem that I don't understand. My brain's just, you know, too, my brain's too naive to understand the complexities of Madden and how great it is. Uh, I'd appreciate any sort of, you know, feedback. I appreciate any sort of, you know, even you watching or liking or sharing it. I enjoy that all. I thank you guys for doing that and supporting us. And with that, We'll see you next time. Bye. See you later. Later, guys.